Welcome to Bob Cargill's Marketing Show, a ridiculously awesome podcast bursting with insightful commentaries and intriguing conversations on the topics and issues that are on the minds of marketers, advertisers, social media, and PR professionals today. Hey everybody, this is Bob Cargill from Bob Cargill's Marketing Show, and I am here in Waltham at Cafe on the Common, and sitting across the table from me is Rebecca Lenartz. Becca is a trade show marketer from Skyline Northeast. Becca and I met at an AMA Boston Marketing Mingle, I think, a networking event. And and today we're getting together. We did a short video. We've had a conversation, a great conversation. And we're going to continue that conversation in this episode of my podcast. First of all, I want Becca to say hello to all of you. Hi, everybody. It's great to be here today with Bob, and I look forward to spending the next few minutes or half hour with you guys. Becca, I am totally psyched to be talking to you and having you on my podcast. We we just shot a great video. You were talking about some, some video that you've done at your company, and I want to hear from that in a few minutes. But first, because our audience, my audience, doesn't know much about you, please tell us about yourself and, and how you got into marketing. Absolutely. So I, like Bob said, am a trade show marketer at Skyline Northeast. I help people and companies stand out and best meet their goals at trade shows and events. I guess I started my marketing in a position that wasn't marketing at all. Uh, back when I was first out of college, I worked at a, um, sorry, a veterinary clinic where it was definitely an office job and marketing wasn't my goal. But I am really excited about business development and I could see where we could definitely improve. One of of my first projects was I had everyone in the company submit photos of them with their pets at home, and we created an entire wall of everyone in the company, receptionists, doctors, other staff, with their pets. And when our clients would come in and they'd be sitting in the front room with their pet waiting for their appointment, they'd be looking at these photos. So by the time they were in the room and they were talking with us, they would say, oh, I remember, Becca, you're, I saw the picture of you outside with you holding your cats. When I was a kid, I had an orange cat that looked just like that. Or, oh my gosh, your black and white cat, his eyes are so beautiful. Uh, he had one green eye, one blue eye. And it would start the conversation. And I can't say that they're directly connected, but this company went from having no online reviews to several positive. Google and Yelp reviews. So that was kind of my first experience into marketing, which just evolved from there. That's a great story and a great testament to pictures of pets and, and involving your customers, engaging with your clients, and and it, it did help the veterinary clinic, is what you're saying. It did, yeah. It, it really personalized everything. So it wasn't just a doctor-patient, you know, authority-child sort of experience. It just became a human experience and personalized us. I, I love that story. You know, I have a, as you know, and, and my audience knows, a, a long history in marketing and and we generally have always said um, pictures of, of pets, cats, and dogs. In that case, it was, you know, made sense. It was a, a clinic, a veterinarian uh, veterinarian's clinic, correct? Yes. Um, but in general, if you can work in pe- people's uh, pets into any kind of marketing, it always plays well. Uh, and in that case, it, it was natural naturally uh, a success for you guys, thanks to you and your idea. So, Becca, I wanted to talk to you more, if you don't mind, about what you're doing right now at Skyline Northeast and, and your role there, and, and what does Skyline Northeast do? 
So we're an exhibit house. I work with clients to understand what their show goals are, what they're trying to represent in the brand, and I help create both a booth and advise them on tactics to make their shows the biggest success they are. We do help not only with booth design, but everything with marketing planning if necessary, uh, custom designs if necessary, and installation and dismantle with on-site support pretty much globally. We have a global network. So we're really there for our clients. Uh, when it comes to my projects and working with them, it's a personal experience from beginning to end. You know, trade shows has been around for a long time, at least, you know, the whole length of my career so far. It's, it's traditional. People still go to them. Very popular. Absolutely. And not only that, there is no other place where you can go where approximately 81% of the people coming have buying authority or are involved in the purchasing decision. Not only that, can you name one other event where everyone coming is going to be interested in not only your market and what you do, and they're coming to explicitly understand what you do and see who you are? It's not an easy job, though. At some of the companies I've worked for in the past, I've had to be the the attendant at the booth, if you will, uh, and, and, and talk to people. And, and sometimes the people walking by, they'll, they'll keep their distance. They don't want to engage with you too much. How do you entice them, if you will, and, and, and break the ice and, and start a conversation with the people who are roaming the, the, the trade show floor? Having the right booth staff is, is the best way to start with this. Uh, if you're sending people who have a really big personality that could help you, but if they're not collecting the leads or meeting your goals appropriately, that's not going to be your best option. So having a pre-show plan is going to really help you out. Uh, having meetings with your staff, making sure your message is on point, practicing and role play, these are things that are really going to help you. But making sure you don't have any wallflowers, people who are being quiet and definitely do not be on your phone. Uh, be polite. Don't be pushy because a pushy booth staff turns people off. But definitely invite people to talk to you. Uh, also, don't create barriers. Uh, putting up, standing behind a table or standing kind of in, in an off-putting position, maybe back near a wall or if you're leaning on something, you're not going to be that welcoming. Stand up, be there, be ready to engage, um, but again, don't be too aggressive. Becca, your answer right there should should could be an article and, and best practices. I'm serious. And just listening to you, I picked up on something because I said, I, I think I said something about standing behind or in a booth. I picture myself when I've done it, and it's been quite a while, frankly, standing behind a table. And you're saying that's not a good thing because that's a barrier between you and the audience. It can be. Having a reception desk creates a clear point where people can come up and be served. So it's a comfortable point of contact. But if you have, say, a smaller booth and you have a big six-foot table in front of it and you're sitting down behind it, that creates kind of a principal-child sort of dynamic and you're not going to have a really in-depth conversation. Being more open, putting maybe a table to a side or using a podium or a smaller branded element, that's going to open it up, make it easier for people to approach in and actually talk to you and not talk at you. Great, great advice. What about, I think of uh, when I go to trade shows and, and conferences, I always bring a lot of business cards, obviously, to exchange with people, but also put in those, those fishbowls to maybe win prizes. Do people, and I've been lately and I still see them, so people are still doing those kind of contests, right? They are still doing it, but getting fishbowls of business cards is not going to be your most effective way of creating leads. Uh, a high value or a high perceived value giveaway where they have to exchange 
exchange information uh, to get the giveaway is a good way to entice people. But don't just get names and companies and emails. Actually have a conversation with them and make sure your booth staff is prepared to take clear notes on these so it can help your follow-up sales team. So it's not just let's get as many names as we can. Let's get A and B quality leads. Talk to people. Find out who they are. Are they buyers? If they're not, who are the buyers? What's their company story? Um, what are they looking for? Are, are they actively interested or are they just browsing at this time? Or whatever might be relevant to your service or product and what your clientele is. Understand who the ideal person is, what they're looking for, and make sure you have a conversation and make sure you have those notes. Becca, brilliant advice, really astute, insightful advice on trade show marketing. You and I earlier were talking not just about trade show marketing, but about video marketing, and you told me a good example of what you've done on behalf of uh, your company, I believe. Uh, you did some videos, and and and, and you, you've told me all about this, but, but not on my podcast. So for the sake of my listeners and, and for me to hear it again, tell us about those videos. Absolutely. So it started off with... I was talking to Bob way back uh, a couple months ago at the American Marketing Association uh, Mingles, and he was talking about authenticity in marketing. And I noticed that he was always coming up in my news feed with... um, with videos that weren't refined. I then went to his... Uh, <laughs> what do you mean they weren't refined? They weren't high production value. I totally get it. I do most of them just me. I used to have my, my wife and my kids help me out, but a lot of these are just solo ventures, and I totally know what you mean. I'm just uh, kidding with you, as I think you were kidding with me a little bit. Yeah, like you were, <laughs> they weren't these super high graphic, like you put yeah. thousands and thousands of dollars into each one of them. They very, were just, very underproduced. Well, maybe, <laughs> but they were—they were some. But I always stopped and watched them, and I found that I trusted them more because I felt like this was an actual human talking to me. And then, love that. Hear that, folks? She trusted them, and that's so important in marketing today. Yeah, it was very—you were very trustful, and I could get a sense of your personality. You were a real person. But then I got to go to your road show, and yes, I was a little bit late to it, but I actually got to hear a speaker again talk about authenticity, and she said explicitly about how, say, in an Instagram picture, the lighting doesn't. Have have to be perfect mm-hmm. or in a video the it doesn't have to be scripted you can stumble over your words a little bit and that's okay because you're a real person and people want to work with real people so that gave me the confidence to maybe I can do this because I've been holding off because I couldn't get a really high budget to do them so that they looked like I had hundreds of thousands of dollars of, uh, you know, of a budget to make each of one of these videos. So I did get a backdrop made and I talked to my team about common questions or issues that our clients were running into that we were addressing over and over and over again. And we just made five informational videos of us just standing in front of our back wall talking about things that we really wanted to help people with. And we started they looked good. Um, they were clear. They were understandable. And it was us. It was actually the people you'd be working with. And we launched them. And we're only uh, three videos in now. And in less than a month, we have 30 new followers. And for a company our size, that's really big. That is awesome. That is really a real great testament to the power of video and your brilliance. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. But it's really worked. Our our, uh, web traffic is up over 200%. People are, are really responding to it because... 
it, I feel like they're actually seeing us. We're not here just to uh, sell them a service and, and products if we're designing their booths as well. We're actually here to help them, and we know what we're doing, and we want to help you. And I think these videos really relay that message. I, I love that story, background, not just because it included me a little bit in it, um, but the power of authenticity in marketing and also video. I mean, I'm a copywriter by trade. I told you earlier, I started out back in the, uh, the dinosaur age, you know, before the internet with the electric typewriter, my first job in 1983. And, you know, so I'm a writer, I'm a wordsmith, yet here I am doing videos for clients, doing videos constantly on, on behalf of my own business. And it's the videos that are getting the most visibility. So video rules and if you can have the guts and you do to do it yourself you don't need anything fancy you just need the phone that i have in my hand right now doing this podcast my podcasts are done the same way and they're more impromptu just like my videos and and authentic and this is what i hear the 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 big name speakers talking about in social media marketing this is the trend i have literally um observed uh in, in taking part in, in in terms of my career and i'm so so delighted to hear that you're doing it yourself yeah we also have a few other ideas coming up too um bob's always using a selfie stick so of course i spent the ten dollars on amazon and got me one of those <laughs> love that <laughs> uh but i am intending on when i go to my client's shows and we're doing our on-site support once everything's set up i uh, with, when my clients are okay with this obviously i'll ask them first i want to start taking selfie videos of showing the booth and yeah. showing them my client and just really showing what the energy is like on the floor and what they're doing and help promote them as well uh so we're going to be working on that as uh to to help the clients too no selfies and again i've, I've learned through doing selfies people love the close-up pictures first of all those who see the pictures love them people love to see you know if you take a picture of a bunch of people standing from a distance you can't see them up close you take a selfie it's almost always right up close that's the whole idea of a selfie people are smiling the people who are smiling endorphins get released everybody likes to smile and laugh most people like to have their picture taken and and other people love to see pictures of people facebook i always tell this story when i watch the movie i think it's called social network all about mark zuckerberg at, at harvard founding facebook he said something like in that movie you know pictures it's all about pictures people like to see pictures of each other and that can play such a, a big role in, in marketing just seeing a face behind the brand and a smile on that face Absolutely. I think if you have a post and you just have the copy there in front of you, it's going to get some attention. But if you put a picture with that mm -hmm. post, I, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but the metrics are so much higher. People will stop and, and pay attention to it more. Also, with trade shows in regard to pre-show marketing, a lot of trade show success will be measured by the pre-show marketing. Not all of it, but a good major, a good portion of their success will come from that. So if you don't, if you're throwing a party and you're not telling anyone you're going to be there, no one's going to show up. On social media, tell people you're having this party. Tell them that you're going to be at this trade show. Make sure it's out there. Make sure they're engaged. Create excitement that you're going to be there. 
social media helps you do that. So great segue, not not planned, and I'd love to focus on social media for a little while. I mean, we just talking tangentially about it, but specifically, you and I were talking about LinkedIn being big. Obviously, I was saying that I'm extremely active on all the other channels, and I do most of the other channels, maybe minus uh, Snapchat and TikTok um, for my clients. But how are you, and how is your company using social media in terms of uh, other channels, perhaps, and in terms of things that we might not have talked about up until now? Absolutely. Skyline Northeast has been creating a a more developed LinkedIn page. Most of our clients are on there looking for us because we are mostly B2B. So we are regularly posting just information for our clients. We want it to be a place where they can go to get information um, without having to contact us. And we're never going to be high pressure. So always feel free to call. We're so happy to help you in person. But the information's there. While you say that, I'm going to ask so I don't forget. How can people reach out to, to Skyline Northeast and yourself? Let's throw it in right now. Okay. Well, you could always uh, give us a call. Um, let's see if I can remember the phone. It's 780. I can't that, remember. That's okay. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but maybe the website or how to find you on social media. Uh, we are Skyline Northeast on social media. Uh, you can also, or sorry, on LinkedIn. You can also find us on Facebook or you can go to skyline.com and you can find your local representative there. Yeah, I threw you a curveball there, but seeing you mentioned something about how you guys help. I don't remember our phone phone number. It's it's so automated now. I don't remember phone numbers. I I tell people, look me up on social media. Um, And and I just want people to know that they can reach out to you, I assume, any time with regard to to trade show marketing or or anything else that we're talking about. But we were talking about other channels, LinkedIn, and and what other social media channels might you or your company use uh, successfully. We're also on Facebook, but we find that we don't get as much information, or so we don't get as much interaction from clients on Facebook, at least for us. Again, we're mostly B2B. So when people are looking for us, they usually have an event or some sort of trade show coming up, and they're looking for someone that they can trust. They're, they're probably vetting out um, who that they can use, and that's that's typically where they go. So we are on Facebook, but LinkedIn is mostly where we get our activity. Are you using Twitter at all? At this time, no, but I am, I'm trying to move towards that direction. You know I'm a huge believer in, in Twitter, but I realize it's a little more complex for companies. It takes a lot of time. You have to be very active every day, so someone has to be prepared for that. Um, just saying that's what I do for clients. <laughs> I believe that. I think that we have an account that was creative, so we, we do have the name there, but it's not something that I've been able to work on solely yet. We're trying to slowly work up our social media content. We are a very successful exhibit house so our uh, marketing has largely been trade shows and events uh, but we're finding that obviously social media is where you talk to people you're reaching everyone so we're putting more and more information there yeah I always say social media is an extension of our, our personal selves our in real life selves and and obviously in person is the best way to do business. Trade shows, I mean, this is your business. Trade shows, excuse everybody for the background noise. It's authentic as it gets. It's as real as it gets. We're in a very busy coffee shop. We're kind of near the kitchen so we can see all the activity. Looks like where they bake the muffins, maybe. Um, But but anyways, trade show marketing, I mean, that's very traditional. It's been around for a long time. But social media, I mean, with technology just in the last 10, 15 years, it's it's transformed everything everything that we do, and it does allow you to reach more people that you couldn't otherwise maybe talk to. Um, So we talked about video. What about any writing, any blogging, any 
any articles? Do you use that kind of traditional marketing uh, content marketing? So I am actually starting to write some articles now. None of them have been officially published, but I'm starting to work on them based off of what I see from my clients. I'm also starting to work on my personal brand as well because using social media marketing, because I want people to understand that I'm here for them as well. I'm not just a part of Skyline Northeast, which I am, but I personally am taking pride in all of the work I do for them. So I'm going to start expanding my brand starting next month. Uh, when I start doing the whole selfie uh, uh, videos as uh, as well. But I will also be doing personal educational videos of things that I personally think works in marketing, uh, not just events and trade shows, but marketing in general, uh, which will be filmed at my home. And, yeah, we'll see what happens. Becca, you are rocking and rolling, and, and I can tell my audience that the way you that you and I have gotten to know each other is, I think, a testament to, to what you're doing in general, meaning I met Becca at one of the marketing mingles that AMA Boston, which I'm president of, puts on once a month here in Boston, uh, the Back Bay Social Club, a really cool restaurant and bar, and, and Becca and I met there, and, and she's, she hustles. She, you, you are a go-getter, and you did come to my event in the fall, and we'll have another event coming up in late March, April, and that's uh, the Roadshow, Bob Cargill's Marketing Roadshow. Show um, and Becca came to that. She works hard and she's tenacious. I can tell, and you're also very um, you're, you're progressive in terms of how you go after the social media. So I know you're going to be. You're already wicked successful. But you're going big, big places. I can tell. Well, thank you. <laughs> I am wicked successful. I love that. So Boston of us. Yes, it is. Uh, but thank you for that. And I do want to put an endorsement out here for Bob's Road Shows. I got a lot out of them. I didn't go to the last one. It may have been a little bit longer till I got into the videos because it really did give me the confidence and material to, to start working on. Uh, so I would I would put endorsement on that on, out there for him for that. I'll throw this out there, um, an unplanned question. I, I, I wanted to ask, are there any brands or people or influences or it doesn't even have to relate to marketing necessarily, but what, what motivates you in business, if you will, um, whether it's, again, related to marketing or not? I'm just curious if, if anything comes to mind. This might be a little self-endorsing, but Skyline as a brand has been really a huge motivator in getting me excited about what I do. When I go out to our corporate offices in Minnesota, um, they actually are excited about what they do, and it's a great environment, and they they offer great services, great products. A lot of it's American-made, so you're helping us here as well. But just seeing the energy there and how much they honestly care about what they do and how they help their clients, that really got me excited about what I do specifically with the events and the design part of it's also really fun. Uh, So I would say that but uh sorry i would say skyline in general yeah but no, also that, that's important where you work if you can get that kind of inspiration from where you work being happy where you work i mean that that's a that's a win i'm excited to, to be with skyline every day uh but on top of that i'm just with business development i love to find areas of improvement i love to find how we can reach people better i love communication i i really genuinely enjoy business development and improving the market I mean, this is really impressive and very inspiring to me because to hear how much you love your job, what you do, and, and where you work, I mean, that's what everyone aspires to. Not everyone can achieve, but but everybody says it. And, and I, I was telling you, I'm working on this book, 20 Jobs, 20 Lessons. A lot of those jobs I did feel that way, meaning I loved them, but I'll admit some of them I might not have, and that's maybe why I've worked at so many different places. It not 
it's not easily achieved finding a company where you're uh, so happy that I think you did say to me something like you know I'm going to stay doing this you know forever I mean I, you know it can I can tell you have a passion for what you do I, I agree we actually said before we started recording about working late hours we might not always be the first one in the office but we're definitely the last one there and I find that I could probably leave at five o'clock most days but I don't want to I like that silence in the evening when people aren't calling just focusing on my clients projects figuring out what we can improve on making sure that they have everything they need I enjoy it I have this vision of myself um, uh, walking out of all the different places I've worked and seeing my car being the only one in the parking lot. but I take pride in that. Um, and again, I'm not the first one in, 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 in the morning, but, but I almost everywhere I've worked have been the last one uh, to leave um, most nights. And I think people who love what they do tend to put in that time, not because they have to, because they want to. Oh, yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. <laughs> Walking out into a dark parking lot with your car being there. Awesome. Also kind of creepy when it's dark. But, yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree. Yes, let's be safe out there. I totally agree. Anything about the future of marketing, the future of social media, your future personally that, that you want to share that you that's on your mind or that you think, I mean, I could say, hey, what do you think is going to happen to social media in the future? But what do you think is, you know, marketing, social media, or just your future in general? What, what's down the road? For social media, I think there's going to be new apps and new platforms that you got to stay uh, on top of. To understand how they're affecting your market. For me personally, I will be doing more personalized videos. I want to reach my clients more so that they can see more of me and, and how I want to help them, and, and hopefully they can they can get to know me personally a little bit better. And for marketing in general, one thing that we didn't really talk about too much is how we actually met. Is networking. Get out there and talk to people. Trade shows are great for networking as well because you're making face-to-face contact with everyone, and everything's an in-person, and everything is an in-person conversation. So you're really creating those relationships up front. Uh, but I would say networking. Go to events, reach out to people, invite people ever. Go to coffee with them, just like we're doing now. Network with people. Yeah, I agree. I tell, um, I teach at, at Suffolk University this this winter and spring, and I tell my students that networking, getting out in in person, meeting people in the industry, and being comfortable with that. I am actually quite surprised at how many younger people, especially, are are shy and and, and unaccustomed to actually talking. Um, to people one-on-one in real life and I probably shouldn't be surprised in today's uh, digital world Um, and I tell them that that actually is where the rubber meets the road, where you're going to get the jobs where you're going to meet friends that that last a lifetime, it's one thing to connect with them on social media, I believe strongly in that, but in person is, is where you really get things done I agree completely with that. I understand why people within the social media age might not feel comfortable with that, so I agree completely with that. But one tip, one advice that I would give everyone is everyone wants to be talked to, but not everyone has the confidence to make the first contact. If you just go up to people and start talking, more often than not, they're going to be happy you made that connection. They want to be talked to. People don't want to be alone. So if you see somebody, go talk to them. You're not going to get rejected. And don't don't have that fear. People want to talk. Unbelievable good advice, uh, Becca. I mean, I... So many people, yes, we think we're, we're self-conscious and we're hesitant and we think 
you know, I don't want to go up to that person, or I'm afraid to go up to that person, or that person is, is president or CEO, he or she will, will never be interested in what I have to say, but it's usually quite the opposite. People thrive on personal connections, and, and that means everybody. We all need each other, and again, that's how you're going to make it a win-win. Very similar to, to how you and I met at, at the AMA Boston Marketing Mingle, and, and have stayed in touch, and now today we're doing a video, we're doing my podcast. Who, who knows what's down the road? Yeah, maybe I'll be more active in AMA and be part of your board someday. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, I, I think it was a great great opportunity to meet you. We, we've done done well so far together, and, and the sky's the limit. I'm going to uh, ask you one more open-ended question. Is there anything I haven't asked you that you want to say uh, before we sign off? Well, my cat's birthday is in April, and you never asked me about that. I should have asked about your cat because you had a picture of your cat on your phone. I think we're in a Patriots jersey. That was wicked cool. <laughs> he is. He's a Patriots fan. And is he going to be sorry if Tom Brady leaves the Patriots this, this year? He's a free agent. Oh, we would be devastated. That can happen. I hope it doesn't happen. It's been the biggest story on, on sports radio and in Boston for the last month or two, and we're just wait, waiting it out. But, yeah, if, if Tom Brady leaves the Patriots, the Patriots won't, won't be the same team, that's for sure. It would not, nope. It would be a sad household for us. Yes. But, but anyways, uh, thanks, Becca, for, for all of your advice and, and a great conversation about marketing, social media, trade show marketing, and, and your cat. And Tom Brady. Um, folks, this has been Bob Cargill with Rebecca Len Arts. Rebecca works at Skyline Northeast. She's a trade show marketer there, and she's an extraordinary individual. She has made a great impact on me in the short time I've known her, and I hope you guys have enjoyed this show. I hope you tune in again for whoever else I talk to the next time around. Thanks, everybody. Bob Cargill's Marketing Show. Till the next, t- next time. Bye-bye.